together growing in faith changing communities my dear brothers and sisters today i would like us to reflect on the conclusion of the gospel according to matthew 28 verses 16 to 20. verses 16 says the 11 disciples went to galilee to the mountain to which jesus had directed them i'd like us to make an analogy or a comparative study of the beginning and the end we know that in the gospel jesus begins the ministry when he calls out the disciples particularly peter andrew james and john he calls them from the sea the ocean they are fishing and he invites them to come and to do something a little bit different something extra and we know that they leave everything if you analyze the text so carefully you realize that some were washing their nets some were mending their nets but it is a beginning it is a transitioning from what they used to do what they used to be into becoming something totally new but in all there were 12 and 28 chapters later they are left to 11 and there are two points i would like to highlight over there the first one they began 12 they ended 11. along the journey we may lose some people along the journey we may lose some friends along the journey we may lose certain things that we thought were important and it is healthy to lose certain things along the journey you will notice this when we pack most people overpack you even pack the things you don't need but you hope you will need along the way there is wisdom in not being afraid to let go of that which you do not need do not carry a baggage a burden that you do not need for the journey the second point that i also find interesting they began in the sea they end on the mountain both of these geographical places have a meaning in biblical theology the sea is a place of confusion it is a place where you have to discover things it's a place of a discovery of a struggle and yet the mountain it's a place where you ascend to god it is a place where you find the accomplishment 
the fulfillment of your goal. And most of us are like that. Our lives are up and down. But as we journey towards life, the final goal, the finality of our lives should be God. The third point that I find interesting in all the three Gospels, Jesus begins the ministry in Galilee. In this end, he takes them back to Galilee. Let us go where everything began. Go back to where everything began in your life. And sometimes when we get confused, when we lose focus, when we become disheartened, go back to the drawing board. Why was I doing this? Why did I begin to do this? Why did I want to be with you? Why did I marry you? Why did I want us to come back to God? What was the original plan? And sometimes what we wanted then and what we want now may have changed. And that's okay. Then there is a fifth element. Jesus leads them to Galilee but some of them doubt. It is okay to doubt. It is okay to question God. It is okay to question our faith. It is quite healthy to sit down and say, I don't think I believe this anymore. It is okay when our children are struggling with the faith. And they say, I don't want to go to church because I don't think I believe in God. I think I believe in something else. It's okay. Let's not stop the conversation. Let's be open to that because they are at the stage of self-discovery. They are no longer going to accept our faith but they are going to accept the faith they've had to grapple with in themselves. And that's okay. You cannot expect an adult to continue to live with the faith they were given as children. So as we grow, we question things. And that is fine. So these men are doubtful. They're questioning things. But in the process of that, they do not stop seeking God. And St. Augustine says something powerful. Our hearts are restless. Our hearts are questioning. But they will never find rest until they find it in God. So no matter where you are at in your life, continue to stay in God. I don't understand you. I no longer believe in you, but I still want to stay because you are the only thing I know. And hopefully over time, 
the truth will be revealed to you. Then there is a fifth point that speaks to me. Jesus says to them, all authority has been given to me. I do that which I have been asked by my father. And that speaks to me. It hits the core of everything. Obedience. I'm obedient to God. All that I ever wanted was to be like him. Paul says in Philippians chapter 3. To know him, to love him. To suffer with him with a greater hope that I myself will be raised with him to eternal life. That is at the core of our existence to do the will of God in our lives. What is the will of God for you today? What is the will of God for you in your family? What is the will of God for you to your children? What is the will of God for you to your parents? What is the will of God for us as a church? What does the Lord ask of us? My dear brothers and sisters, I'm convinced that every time we come to Mass, I need to answer that question. What do you want from me, Lord? What do you challenge me to become? What do you expect of my life? Then the sixth point, go make disciples. What is the purpose of the church? What is the purpose of our existence? Why did God make us? There are only four reasons. To know him. To love him. To serve him and to be united with him forever in heaven. Those are the only four reasons why you and I were created. To know God. Have a personal relationship. How do I know God? St. Jerome, one of the greatest biblical scholars says... Ignorance of the scriptures is the ignorance of God. I need to take time and read, meditate. There's one of the most dangerous things that I think uh, is an in thing reading the scriptures from Genesis to Revelations. And we say, I now know the Bible. No. I've read through it, but I don't think I know it. What is the word for today? And so I encourage us to to meditate on the word. On a daily basis. You don't have to read the whole chapter. Three to five verses and say in these lines, what is it that God is saying to me? What word speaks to me? And we need to be careful, dear brothers and sisters. At times, 
We want to hear the word that consoles us. But at times we need the word that challenges us. What are you saying to me today? And one of the most beautiful practices that I love, write it down. This is the word for today for me. Have a journal. Write the word down, the phrase down. Or go to your Bible, write the date. And throughout the day, read it. And keep on asking yourself, what are you saying to me, Lord? What is going on? And truthfully, you may not understand it exactly. But when the time is right, it will make sense. Go and make disciples. Charity begins at home. Begin in your own home. Make disciples. I often say, how many of us are able to invite friends over for dinner? We invite friends, let's go for a soccer game. Let's go and watch this game. Let us go for a movie night. Let us go for an ice cream. Let us go for a drink. But how many of us are able to say, let's go to church? It's quite easy to say, I'd like you to come over. But why can't we also introduce them to Jesus? And say, why don't you come with me on a Sunday? I'm always fascinated by a couple when one is Catholic, the other one is not. And most likely, she will say, if you love me, come to church with me. Then the last point. It comes when we say, no, I'm not going to baptize my child. Why? Because I want my child to make up her own mind. Do you ask a three-year-old, what are you going to eat tomorrow? What are you going to wear next month? And should I address you in English or in Sizulu or in Italian or in French? Nobody consults a child. And yet you wait for them to make a decision about God. Later on, 18 years down the line. But it's our own responsibility. Make disciples. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen.